Okay. Paul and Barnabas were sent to go on a missionary journey. And it was the Holy Spirit who told the believers to do this. They were worshiping the Lord, and the Holy Spirit said to them, Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. So they set their hand, they laid their hands on them and they prayed and then they sent them off. And they were sent out by the Holy Spirit and they came to Seleucia, that was a city, and then they sailed to Cyprus, which was an island in the Mediterranean Sea. And they arrived on a city there named Salamis and they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. Synagogues were kind of like the churches for the Jewish people where they would meet on Saturday to hear the word of God. And so Paul, whenever he would come to a new place, first he would go to a synagogue if there was one and preach there. They also had John Mark along with them. That's who Opa's named after. His middle name is Mark. So he's John Mark. So there's like different Johns. So this is how we know this guy. His name is John Mark. He Wait, was a, no, John, John, um, Grandpa John. Oh yeah, you have him too. Yep. So this guy's called John Mark and uh, he's along and with Paul and Barnabas. Yep. When they had gone through the whole island as far as the town of Paphos, there was a magician, a Jewish false prophet, whose name was Bar-Jesus. That was his last name, Bar-Jesus. Well, sort of, remember, Bar means son of. So it means his dad's name was Jesus. And his first name was Elemis. So Elemis Bar-Jesus. And he was with the proconsul. The proconsul would be like a Roman governor of a certain type, so whose he, name was Sergius was Paulus. He's not the Jesus, no. There were a lot of people named Jesus back then. Jesus is just the same as the name Joshua. Okay, so anyway, you have Sergius Paulus, who is a Roman-like sort of governor. And then he's got this false prophet magician dude whose name is Elemis Bar-Jesus. Okay, so Paul and Barnabas and John Mark are preaching the word and Sergius Paulus wanted to hear them. He was, he was an intelligent man, and he wanted to hear the word of God. But this magician, Elemis, was opposing Paul and Barnabas, wanting to turn the proconsul away from the faith because he was a false prophet. So sometimes, I told you guys this once before. Um, I think I did anyway. I have a theory that the apostle Paul is basically Gandalf, Okay. Number one, Gandalf can do magic. Paul can do miracles by the power of Jesus. Gandalf sometimes gets cranky at people who are dumb and says like, has, makes like zingers, like cutting remarks. So that's what Paul's going to do here. This guy won't, he's like trying to stop them from preaching the word to Sergius Paulus, trying to stop Sergius Paulus from listening so Saul, or Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He looked at him and he said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight ways of the Lord? You know what I mean? That's totally a Gandalf kind of thing to say. That's something Gandalf would say to Grima Worm. That's exactly what he would say to Grima Wormtongue. Remember Grima Wormtongue was that guy who was whispering lies in Theoden's ear from Saruman? Um, and he was like, and he was like polluting his mind. And then Gandalf brought in his staff and then they were like, I told you to take his staff. And then he like thrust him away. Right. So that's kind of like what Paul is doing to this guy. That's right. Yep. 
Yeah, so think of that. You son of the devil. Because he's, he's doing what the devil wants. You're, you're the enemy of righteousness. You're full of deceit. That means lies and villainy. What is villainy? What's Samara? It's like a villain. Yeah, villain's like a person who does bad things. So villainy is like a person who's full of all kinds of bad things. Yeah. So also, then when he says, you, you're making crooked the straight ways of the Lord. When John the Baptist came preaching, he preached about how um, the good word of God would make crooked places straight. That is to bring the word into people's hearts, to bring them to believe. So here the word of God is coming to this man to bring him to believe. And this jerk, false prophet magician, who, by the way, either he's like a trick magician, he's, tell, he's like pretending to do magic and he's not really and he's a liar face, or he's actually doing magic by the power of the devil, which is even worse, okay? So it's one or the other, so he's a bad dude. And he's opposing the work of the Lord. So Paul says, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time and immediately mist and darkness fell upon him and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. So then the proconsul believed when he saw what had happened and he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Notice, he saw what happened, but the reason that he believed was because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord, at the word of God. So Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia. Lots of different place names we're learning about. All these are over in like Europe and Asia Minor and whatnot, part of the Roman Empire back then. And John, that is John Mark, left them and went to Jerusalem. But they kept going, and they came to Antioch, a city in Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day, they went to the synagogue, like they usually do, and they sat down in the synagogue. And there was a reading from the law and the prophets. You guys know how in our church... We always have, what kinds of readings do we always have at church from the Bible? Well, that's a, that's a confession. But like when I read from the Bible, there's always four texts. There's four different types. The first one is an Old Testament reading from anywhere in the Old Testament. The second one, we always read together back and forth. What's that one? A Psalm. That's also from the Old Testament, but it's this one book called Psalms. The third type of reading no, oh, that's a confession. These are from the Bible. The third type of reading is an epistle reading. That means one of the New Testament letters written by Paul or Peter or John. The fourth kind, the one that I have you stand up for, is what? I always say, please rise for the... Christ. Gospel reading. The gospel reading. The reason we do that is because the gospels are at the center of Scripture. I remember the confession. All the Old Testament is pointing forward to the gospels. And all the New Testament after the Gospels is pointing back to the Gospels and telling us what happened and what they mean. So this is called, and, and we have a series of readings too, that are, that's called a lectionary. That means over the course of three years, we read through different parts of all of these things in an orderly way to try to make sure that we get a lot of the different parts of the Bible and touch on all of the teachings of the Bible. Well, they used to do the same thing in synagogues. They just didn't have the Gospels and the Epistles. So they would usually have a reading from the law. That'd be one of the first five books of the Old Testament that were written by Moses. They'd have a reading from the prophets. And they'd usually also have a reading from the Psalms. So they had had a reading already from the law and the prophets. And after this, they sent a message to Paul and the others because they realized, oh, these are some Jewish believers from a different place. They said, brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, you know, say it. What a perfect opportunity. This is part of the reason that Paul often went to synagogues. 
was a great opportunity, a great place to start preaching the gospel. So he stood up and he preached to them. And he reminded them of their history together. He says, you guys know what God did, how he promised to make Abraham a right nation, how he led us out of Israel. So he reminded them of all the things God had done, how he brought them to Canaan, how he gave them a king, King David, how he promised that one of David's descendants would be the savior. And when he got to that part, he said, from this man's descendants, God has brought Israel a savior, Jesus, just like he promised. And he told them about John the Baptist as the forerunner and what he did. And then he told them, this message of salvation has been given to us. The people in Jerusalem, the leaders there, they condemned him to death. Pilate crucified him, but God raised him from the dead. And he preached that this was good news to them, that it had been foretold in the Old Testament. And it's kind of funny because I mentioned that they usually had a reading from the Law and the Prophets. It didn't mention the Psalms, but I wonder if Paul did this on purpose because Paul then quotes from three different Psalms about how they were about Jesus. He says, first of all, from the second Psalm, today you are my son, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And that God fulfilled that and proved that to the world by raising Jesus from the dead. And then another one about how he raised him from the dead. And another one about how he raised him from the dead. And then again later, he quoted from the prophets and from Moses. And he was doing all of this to emphasize to these people who knew the Old Testament well that Jesus really was the Messiah. So when they were leaving, when they were done, the people begged for Paul to teach them these things again the next Sabbath. And many Jews and devout people who had been converted to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas and they came back the next Sabbath to preach again. Well, the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But remember how like last time we were talking about how um, some people heard that the... No, they're not there. They're in a totally different place. Remember how last week we said that when Peter came and told the Jerusalem believers that they didn't need to be circumcised to keep the law of Moses and the Gentiles had been brought to faith, they rejoiced. They were happy about that. Well, right now, there's some people that are not happy. The Jews, it says, and it probably means the leaders of the Jews, when they saw all these crowds that had come. No, these are different ones, Samara. We're in a totally different city. Yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. It's okay, but that's why I already told you that. You asked me if these were the people that crucified Jesus. I said, no, we're, in a, we're like on the other side of the Mediterranean Sea from Israel. People can travel. These are not the same people, okay? But they are the same type of people. That's why he says the Jews. Well, there are, there are Jewish people living all over the place. And in all these different places, there are leaders. Wherever you have a... A ocean. The Mediterranean Sea is an ocean. It's part of the ocean anyway. Yeah, yeah, they were on a big boat to do that. That Paul and Barnabas are going on big boats to go to different places to preach the gospel. And they go first to the synagogue where Jewish believers are. But the rulers probably of the synagogue, the leaders, when they see all the crowds that have come to hear, they're jealous. Because those crowds don't all come to hear when they preach. So they don't care about the fact that here's salvation and good news. All they care about is their own honor or glory or something stupid like that. So they contradict Paul and they're making fun of Paul. 
And then Paul and Barnabas preach even, even, like, even more boldly, and they say, It was necessary for the word of God to be spoken to you first, but since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we're going to go to the Gentiles, just as the scriptures foretold. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And the word spread all through the region, but meanwhile, those Jews that didn't like what Paul was preaching, they incited some of the devout women who were like important and rich and the leading men of the city, and they persecuted Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of the district. When they left, they shook off the dust from their feet against them and went on to another town called Iconium. Yeah, they made them leave, but when they left, think about it. First of all, a bunch of people had already been brought to faith, and now they're going to go to another city to preach there. Yeah. It's kind of good that they didn't get killed. Well, yes, that's good. Like, that's the best they can do. Really, like, well, this is, remember, Jesus is in control. Remember, Jesus is in control. And he sent them out. And when he sent out his disciples, he told them, like, if they don't listen to you in one city, fine, go to the next one. And the next one. And the next one. And they've already preached the word twice. A bunch of people believed. Now they're going to go to another city. So... God's going to preach the word there too.